Hey, Ed Szeski here. Thanks for dropping by Paths to Restoration. I am back from vacation and we have our kids back in school, homeschool, albeit, but back in school. So we have a schedule now. And so it feels like it is now sustainable to get back to this podcast. So we have some episodes that were, are in the works right now. And I am still working on my office upstairs. So I will be hiding in various corners of the house while children play trying to get this out to you. The the quality of the edits will not be great because there is no editing because I can't do that right now. I don't have time for that. So I apologize. So at the end of this end of this podcast episode today with Elizabeth Maxson, um, it just cuts off because my town is completely overloaded with Zoom calls from everybody going online because a lot of people just don't wear masks still for some reason. So anyway, we are committed to keeping this going, to keeping these conversations coming to you, talking about paths to restoration, spiritual practices, and uh, how, how digital formation is, is shaping us and how we can move beyond it, overcome it, and uh, thrive in, in our lives. Uh, so it's still going to happen. It's going to be a little choppy at times. It's going to be a little bit disorganized. Um, if you check out the, the YouTube videos that I upload of these, of these conversations, you'll see uh, some different backgrounds uh, showing up at different times because I'll be hiding in different rooms until I get my office together, um, including a, a, a shelf, a standing desk kind of shelf thing that I made that's currently a little bit crooked right now. So that would not be a great background. So I appreciate you listening and checking out this conversation. Uh, at, at the end of the conversation, it's uh, the breathing room life is where you can find Elizabeth Maxson. Uh, it, it gets cut off like literally like, right there. And if I was a more tech technologically savvy person, I would go in there and like splice something in with her giving a proper ending, but I am not. So that's, that's your like little warning. So it will end super duper abruptly and you'll hear the, the warm loops of the guitar uh, beckoning the end of the podcast. So uh, thanks for dropping by and I hope you check out the podcast. Hope you check out her, her group, The Breathing Room Life. Hope you also check out my book, Reconnect spiritual restoration from digital distraction and uh and read it like buy it read it and review the darn thing because reviews help authors uh so i, I really appreciate it and thanks so much for listening welcome to paths to restoration i'm ed suzeski the author of reconnect spiritual restoration from digital distraction and i am joined by elizabeth maxson as long as my spotty internet connection will let us have a conversation together uh, she is the uh, the host or the guide of the the breathing room group, and uh, we'll talk more about that soon. And she is also the author of Begin. It's a book about spiritual disciplines, as well as the book uh, Wonderland about their daughter's journey through diabetes. Thanks so much for joining me, Elizabeth. It's so great to be here, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we kind of follow like a little bit of a of a script here, just with some of the questions I ask and. Uh, but you know, we'll kind of follow whatever rabbit trails seem good for us along the way. Uh, first of all, I wanted you to just share a little bit about your work and, and what you're up to, uh, your ministry, your writing, uh, your, your group, and then you know, any, any ways that maybe like smartphones or social media might intersect with it as well as we kind of talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Um, so it's interesting. I think I kind of have to say that what God's been teaching me about social media and 
how I use it in my life has honestly shaped a lot of the ministry work that I'm doing right now, which is why I'm so excited about the work that you do and um, reconnect and, and all of the things that you're working on this podcast and everything, um, because I think it's so needed. But um, just to give you kind of a little bit of a backstory. So this idea of the breathing room, which is an online community for women um, that I jokingly call a gym membership for your soul, <laughs> because I think it's the best way to describe it. It's basically a place where in community we can do spiritual practices together and um, learn more about contemplative practices and spiritual formation. But um, it's been it's been a dream of mine for a while to create a community like this. And it was really birthed out of when I wrote the book Begin, which is about spiritual practices, it was kind of a next step. I would go and speak to groups of women and feel like, okay, we are really digging deep. We're really learning and growing um, in relation to these different spiritual practices. And then I would leave them. I'd be with them for a day or for a weekend and right, right. make these connections. And then, and you, I know you can relate to this and then you leave. And so the book was kind of a first step of like, here, take this with you. This will help you continue your journey. And then the community was even a further step of like, let's do this together. Let's continue to journey together in community. But there were still a lot of unknowns about what that community would look like. And so one of the advantages of the pandemic for me was that it gave a little bit more time and space for me to to work on developing this community at a time when I didn't think I would have that time and space. And really within that time and space, some things happened with, for me related to social media that really shaped kind of what the community looks like now. And so I think for me, um, you know, as a writer in the past, I have in utilized social media to connect with my audience. I've used it for my writing. Um, which has been great, but I've always had to put some boundaries and parameters on myself related to it. Cause I could feel it becoming unhealthy if I, if I wasn't careful, but it has been a great tool. But over this past year, honestly, we just went through some really difficult things as a family that just by necessity, I had to step totally away. So for almost six months, and it wasn't even like this grand plan of like, I'm going to step away from, so it was just right. like, I didn't have the capacity for it. So, yeah, yeah. so for almost six months, I stepped away from it and, um, and some things happened, uh, in my life and, and my marriage and my role as a mom in my heart in general, as a result of that, that I, I wasn't expecting, um, and it was really good for me and for our family on a lot of different levels. And, you know, anytime you can totally step away from something that you've kind of been entrenched in for a while, it helps give you a different perspective on it. And yeah, so really. that helped me with that to take that time and step away. And to be honest, I was very apprehensive to step back into it because I felt like I had gotten to such a healthy place away from it that I didn't know what it would look like for me to step back into it. And I didn't want to lose some of that ground that I felt like I had gained. Um, and so I very reluctantly stepped back in and there were good things. I was able to reconnect in some ways with people, which was great. 
But shortly thereafter, I realized, okay, I need a more, I thought I had a good plan. I thought I had, you know, some good parameters, but I need something more if I'm going to step back into this space. And so it was kind of like I dipped my toe back in for a little bit. And I thought, nope, nope, this isn't because I knew what life was like on the other side without being. And so, okay. So then I had to step back out. Well, what was interesting was I just felt compelled to share on Instagram. I did an Instagram live video, just sharing, Hey, I'm going to step away from social media again. I'm just going to take a week and I'm going to be really intentional about thinking about writing out. What is my plan for social media? What am I using it for? What are the the parameters that I want to have on it? And I'm going to really be intentional and thoughtful about this. And I'm going to take a week. If anybody else is feeling this tension and feeling like they need to do something like that, feel free to join me, shoot me a message. I would love to, well, a handful of women join me. And what came of that was really the core of what the breathing room has kind of turned into, Mm. um, which was really interesting. So when you ask how uh, my use of social media and all of that intersects with my work, um, it's interesting how that, that learning and that intentionality around trying to figure that out. Because what we did was we said, we're going to replace, so we're going to meet every morning. So this, we did this, this was back in the end of May. We said, we're going to meet every morning via zoom uh, and we're going to do a spiritual practice together. And I just invited anybody who, any of these women that wanted to do that. And so we met every morning for a week. We said for this week, no social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter, nothing. And instead, we're going to get together every morning on Zoom, face-to-face live, and we're going to, we did Lexio Divina together, we did group spiritual direction together, and we spent that time just hearing from God and trying to reset ourselves, and Mm. then trying to be intentional about, okay, how do we step back into this? And for some of us, we felt like at the end of a week, we weren't ready to step back in, and that was okay. Um, We still needed some more time. So... Um, but what came of that was just, that is now the, every, every Wednesday morning, we do what we call soul care live in the breathing room. And that's really was birthed out of that time of us realizing having group time in spiritual practices, um, was really a great thing to kind of help reset ourselves so that then we could enter back into social media or whatever it was in a healthy way. So I don't know if that answers your question in any way. Yeah, this no, that's right on the money. I mean, so what I mean, like when you I mean, I know that you're you're a very like intentional person as far as just how you you've used social media in the past. I mean, I feel like you've you're one of those people who post like, you know, things that are useful and helpful. But I'm curious, like what kind of what was like the quality of the connection like when you switched from this like kind of what what I say in like you know, social media, we're kind of just like shooting something out into the dark versus you're in a a video call with a group, you know, like, yeah, talk a little bit about like some of those dynamics and how you felt. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I would say to, to back up to your first statement about just being intentional about social media, you know, it's interesting probably about gosh, seven or eight years ago. So, um, you know, when I was, first on social media, you know, pretty regularly with Facebook. And um, I don't even know how involved I was with Instagram at that point. But I remember running into a girl that I went to college with. 
and her saying to me, hey, I just want to let you know, I really appreciate what you're doing on social media. And at that point in time, I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing on social media. I think it was still kind of this early, like I was, I think a lot of us were just trying to figure out, you know, yeah. what are we going to use this for? Yeah. But, but it was an important moment for me because I realized I'm doing something with social media, whether I'm being intentional about it or not. And right. fortunately, whatever the handful of things she had seen had been something positive and life-giving to her. <laughs> so by the grace of God, you know, whatever. But it made me realize this is an opportunity, you know, and so yeah. I really need yeah. to, I do need to be intentional. And so yeah. that shift kind of happened for me then. But I will say, um, I am a person who loves to connect with people. And so in some ways it can be addictive for me. I mean, as with a lot of people, um, that connectedness of connecting with people and seeing like how many people I can connect with in that way, um, almost gives you like this little high of like, okay, I'm connecting with people. Yeah. Um, but it, it is very different to, to answer your question. There's a very different quality to it than these zoom calls that we're doing where we are seeing people face to face in real time. We are seeing each other's expressions on our faces, mm. even though we are not in this, the, the same physical room with each other. Um, to be able to read someone else's expressions, to be able to see when they tear up, which happens a lot of times for us, there's something that we're talking through, to be able to respond in real time, whether it's with a facial expression or with a word, or even just a nod of a head. Um, you know, all of these things are creating a, a much deeper, richer relationship uh, with these women than just a one-off you know, statement or a one-off comment. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I love to write. And so I love to, to put together basically like a mini blog post sometime of thoughts and, and put it together in a nice little package and then kind of offer it out there to people. I, I enjoy doing that, but it, there is, there's not the connection um, that happens when you're face to face in an interaction with somebody. So yeah, it's a very different quality of connection yeah. for sure. I'm curious, like how, you know, did you feel like, you know, when you're getting off those calls, like, how do you feel after you're done? I mean, yeah. I think that's like one of the things it's like, we use social media sometimes and, you know, sometimes it's, it could be meaningful and helpful to, to make some connections that way. But I feel like sometimes it's almost draining. Like, you know, a lot of times we like say like, I'm going to veg out and do some social media or whatever. And you almost feel worse afterwards. Like how, how do you feel after these, these zoom calls? Yeah, that's a great, that's another great question, Ed. I, first of all, yes, to what you just said, I can relate to the whole um, coming off of a social media binge or whatever, and just going into it, hoping for a little bit of rest or relief, and then coming out of it feeling heavier, really, than when you went into it. Yeah. Um, I can definitely relate to that. Um, and so I think for me, I know my bent sometimes with that is if there's something hard I'm facing or something difficult, sometimes I just want to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> there's something with my kids or my husband or just something around the house or whatever it might be. If I want to avoid that, a, a hard thing, then I can use that as a distraction. Um, but what I've learned is that I can, I can enter into social media in a much more healthy way 
if I deal with the hard things first. Um, and then I'm entering into that not as an avoidance or as a distraction or as an escape, but I'm entering into it intentionally, not reactively, if that right. makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So there's a difference in, in the feeling of when I enter into it intentionally with a purpose and I'm coming in here to do something and then I'm stepping back out versus let me just dive into here for a little while and try. There's, there's different feelings. But even when I, I'm approaching it in a healthy way, even when I am being intentional about it, there still is this kind of, I mean, when I'm on it, when you're on a Zoom call face to face with someone and you're having a conversation like we're having right now, which is, you know, great. We can see each other and we can respond to each other and hear the tone of our voices and all of those things. Um, I, I f it's very life giving to me. Um, there is a, a give and a take. There's a kind of an ebb and a flow of the conversation. And so it feels more like this interaction that's taking place that then when we're finished, we're finished. And, and it is what it is. And we've done that. And then, you know, in the case of the breathing room, we'll see you next week, you know, we'll come back next week and we'll, we'll do something again next week. Um, the hard, one of the hard things for me with social media is it's never ending. You know, there's, right. there's yeah. not a, you know, I can get in there and maybe engage a little bit, but then, oh, but now somebody else has commented. And so now I need to, so that adds something else to the conversation. And now there's, it's just kind of like this never ending. And that feels, sometimes that feels exhausting to me yeah. and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, you know, then the conversation, you know, takes different shapes and forms and moves and, and it's just feels kind of like it takes on this life of its own. So for me to have contained within a certain time and space, and that's one of the biggest things for me personally, um, it is hard for me to keep, even if I have certain parameters, even if I have certain times of day or the week or whatever that I'm utilizing social media, mentally, it is hard for me to keep it in its little box. Yeah. Um, because even if I'm not on there, right? Yeah. Even if I'm not on there, sometimes I'm thinking about it. Or I'm thinking about that, how I responded to that comment. And maybe I need to go back and follow up on that. Or, you know, oh, or maybe I should add this or, and so, yeah, there's, there's definitely the Zoom calls, the face-to-face -face conversations that we have are much more life-giving to me um, than anything that I ever do um, on social media, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the fact that, you know, the, the thoughts of just um, creating that authentic connection kind of spurred you into this and how it just kind of evolved organically. Uh, I'm curious, like today, um, knowing that this might change next week and it was probably different a month ago, what kinds of barriers or rules or guidelines are you following as you use social media, you know, especially keeping in mind soul care, you know, kind of guarding yourself? Like how, how are you placing, and maybe barriers isn't the right word, but you know, what guidelines are you using to use social media these days? Yeah, that's, and, and you're right to say, what are you using today? <laughs> because I you know, it is, you're right. It's an ongoing evolving and it changes. And I feel like I have to kind of stay on my toes to stay on top of it. But um, for me right now, just very practically speaking um, for gosh, probably at least two years, more than that at this point, I have not had Facebook on my phone. 
Um, so I took Facebook off of my phone a long time ago and I can obviously still access it if I need to, but it's, you know, something about just those extra steps of having to get on safari and get on, you know, it, it makes me take it, you know, think about it a little bit more and think, do I really need to do this right now? Um, I try to just engage Facebook if I need to on my computer. Um, I inst I'm not on Twitter at all. I was for like a hot second and then I was like, you know what, this is just one more thing I can't. So, oh, <laughs> so that hasn't been an issue for me, but um, the social media platform that I enjoy the most and, and that I feel like I, I can have a relatively healthy relationship with is Instagram. And so, mm. and so really I feed all of my Instagram posts to Facebook. So the only time I get on Facebook really is I will give myself certain blocks of time after I've, I've posted that I'll go back. And if there's any comments, I, I want to interact with people um, around yeah. different comments. And so that's great. Um, sorry. So <laughs> just with my husband. <laughs> No, but I do. One of the things, another parameter for me related to that is that um, I've learned one thing that helps me is if I'm going to post something um, and I really, I try to post one thing of substance a week on Instagram. And mm -hmm. so, you know, so maybe it's something that I've kind of been something that God's revealed to me. And so I've snapped a picture of a moment or something, um, and this goes back to me not letting it bleed over into every part of my life and all of my mental space. The reality is, I, I mean, I could probably have like a dozen ideas a day of things. None of them may be good ideas, but of things that I want to post or whatever, right, um, or right. see all these different things. But what I've learned is that if, if I'm trying to document and share all of these pieces of my life, some there's some joy in it that's lost for me personally and experiencing right. it and so right. for me um i i've had to retrain myself because i i got into a really bad pattern of like oh these are great things with my kids and with my you know my ministry and all of these different things and i just want to keep sharing these but i realized the more i was sharing them my joy around them diminished because i felt like i had to package them up and present them a certain way so yeah. i've i've gone to just like let's take one thing a week that really, I feel like God has really just risen up to the surface for me that I want to share. And so I'll be intentional about that post. And I try to do it every Monday, but I don't, I try to think Monday, like my day that I do that. So whatever it is, mm. I have my picture and I write up and then I post it. And then the thing that helps me the most is to post it and then leave it. Um, right, and then right. to designate a time later that evening, that mm. afternoon or evening, give myself you know, 20, 30 minutes that then I can come back and see if people have commented or have messages. I want to respond to all those, but then it doesn't steal my whole day. You know, it, yeah. it allows, and it, it gets me out of that addictive mindset of like, Oh, did anybody else like it? Did anybody yeah. else comment on it? Did it? You know? Yeah. So I don't want to be yeah. in that mode all day because it takes my attention from my kids. It takes my attention from my husband. Um, and just from the things that God's doing around me, you know? And so that's, that's been a big one for me. I feel like and we all, and like, we all like have that experience you just described, but like not a lot of people will admit that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
you know, like we all want someone to like comment or leave a like or whatever, which I think is that, that quality of like interaction on social media where you're like shooting something out into the void and hoping people like it. Um, yeah. And there's, there's that pressure, I think, to get that affirmation and feedback. Yes. And it makes me, it, it helps retrain my brain on why am I doing this? Am I doing this, you know, to get some kind of, for my ego to get a boost or am I, am I truly, what I want to do is to use this as a ministry tool and as a way to encourage and equip and support, you know, other people. So if that's what I'm using it for, then I need to behave accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to promote Clemson football too. Absolutely. Which we're hoping is, which we're hoping we're going to be able to do this fall. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Important things, priorities, right? <laughs> um, you know, one of the interesting things here, you talk about this in the breathing room um, and not to put, you know, words or ideas, you know, it's here for you, but um, it's, it's almost like that seems like a, like a really scalable thing. Like I know that you do a lot of stuff, for it, but it's like this is something where people who maybe are feeling a little disconnected or maybe struggling with social media overuse because they want to make connections with people or feel lonely, like they could do something like this almost. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, I mean, Zoom, and this is the great thing about this time during the pandemic, a lot of people are more comfortable with Zoom now. Um, uh, yeah. You know, and I, and I was laughing, I was listening to your interview with Seth and Seth Haynes, and he was saying he was Zooming before Zooming was cool. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm quite as, you know, a veteran Zoomer as he is, but I have, I've been a fan of Zoom for a while because okay. of that face-to-face interaction yeah 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 um, you know but a lot more people now are using it and are comfortable with it and so yes in fact I've, I've encouraged um, even our members within the breathing room I've encouraged them you know you can you can take what we're doing you know what you're learning from what we're doing in this space and you can do your own you know and I can I'll help you I'll help you get started but yeah just having a regular time that you could get together on zoom I think one of the most important things I tell my I have some leaders within there because sometimes we break out into small groups um, because as the community's grown we want to keep that intimacy of being everybody being able to share and so we'll break out into small groups sometimes. And mm. I tell my leaders, one of the most important things is be okay with silence because I think even more than in person, you know, people, it, there's a little delay between, you know, when you stop and then they want to share. And so just giving, I've been amazed, just giving little bits of time, everybody on there shares, everybody, you know, has gotten comfortable and, Mm. So, yeah, I would, I would definitely say it's a great way to connect in real time, um, away from social media. And, and that was one of our things, you know, I, we are, we're still actually working on developing our community forum where we have, um, we have like comments on all of our videos and stuff where people can discuss, but I was really adamant that we were not going to have a Facebook group for it. Um, and so, yeah, we're trying to keep everything, <laughs> we're trying to keep everything. I just know, um, yeah, what yeah. that has looked like in my life. <laughs> it's just yeah. so overwhelming. So it's a challenge, you know, to try to find creative ways, but you can. And yeah, and I think Zoom is a great tool for that for sure. Cool. Um, so, you know, as we're kind of 
winding things down here, I was wondering if, is there like one spiritual practice or just practice in general that you know restores you or grounds you or is there something in particular this you know in the past week or so that's been restorative for you yeah that's that's a great question and i you know i'll say this i i think one of the draws for me with social taking this back to social media with social media for all a lot of us probably is that there's always something new out there on social media. You know, I could pick up my phone at any time and there's something new being said, some new picture, some new idea, some new thing. And that is very, that is very much a draw for me. And I say that because um, one of the things that God has revealed to me about myself, and I think it's probably true of a lot of other people too, is that I can, I need to seek out that in my spiritual life as well of spiritual practices. There's always new ways that I can engage God. Um, there, you know, I can do Lexio Divina. I can do journaling. I can do, um, you know, contemplative prayer. I can do meditations. I mean, there, as you know, there are, mm -hmm. and, and there's a million little variations on every one of those things that to do them in different ways. Um, I, I can engage God, you know, when I'm folding my laundry, you know, by doing certain um, things. So anyway, I, I say that to say I am very much a person who mixes up my spiritual practices regularly. Now, mm -hmm. I'm a four on the Enneagram. My husband is a one. Okay. He, yeah. he is like, he's got his deal. Like yeah. he has something he does and he does it every morning and that works for him. And that's great. I would die. I cannot right. do that. So, yeah. so yeah. I really, and that's part of the breathing room is like, is, is providing tools for your toolbox of spiritual formation. So you have all these different things you can pull from. I want to pull from something different all the time, but I would say for me, this is going to sound like just the most simple, like what in the world thing. But lately, one of the most valuable things for me is a practice that I call sit and listen. Mm -hmm. But it's really just silence and meditation and then a time of journaling. And so at least once a week, I will say this is something that I've been doing at least once a week. Um, I do what I call sit and listen. And I literally pull up my journal and at the top of it, I write sit and listen. And I sit by my window and I set my timer on my phone for 10 minutes and I sit in silence for 10 minutes. And I have to bring my, at least a dozen times, you know, I have to redirect my attention back to God's presence. My only goal is to sit in God's presence. And, um, and, and then if there's a word or a phrase or an image or something that he gives me when that time is up and I have this, I have to have major self-control not to write anything in my journal during that time, right. <laughs> I'm just sitting and listening. Um, and then when that time is up, if there's anything that I need to, you know, record, I do that at that time. And that has been, honestly, God's made so many connections for me in that time and space. Um, and, and it's part of the retraining of my brain too just to sit in silence. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good thing for me. <laughs> and that's, and that's not, I mean, I don't know if you come from a kind of an evangelical background like I do, but I mean, we are not taught that. Like we're not taught to just yeah. sit and listen. Like that's not, that, that, that seems like what, like you're not allowed to do that. That's, you know, it feels like slack your spirituality, but it's actually, um, it's a discipline. It gets actually a thing. It's a thing to do, which doesn't, it's like, it's like a Seinfeld thing. It's like, yeah, it's nothing, but it is something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is a discipline and it is doing something. Um, it is, it is doing something, even when I can't feel it. It's over time, especially I have seen it doing a lot of some things in my life for sure. That's good. That's a good note to end on. I like that. Um, where can folks connect with you, learn about the breathing room? And yeah, both? absolutely. Yeah. So breathingroom.life is the website, okay. um, breathingroom.life. And so, yeah, that's, I, I try to direct people there because that's 